3: Hey, it is Friday night. I see my buddy Will already on my screen, so it must be that time to bring on comic creators that are currently crowdfunding their projects on a little show we like to call Explain Yourself because we don't know how these comic books came together and we want uh, the creators to let us know. Um, I love doing an 11 o'clock Friday show because about 9 o'clock I start to fall asleep and I wonder how in the hell am I going to do it this week and then I meet.
4: New creators
3: I've never met before before the show, and see some buddies that I haven't talked to in a while, and I get that second wind. I am ready to go. You ready to go, Will? You bet. All right. So <laughs> before we introduce our panel, uh, we, we're going to do things Sorry. just a bit bit different this week. We um, that guy Charlie Sickney put out something on Twitter today that I thought was super interesting. He talked about buying a, a issue of the Tick from Ben Edlin at a comic convention. And that being the first indie comic that he ever bought and read and kind of realizing, oh, a book doesn't have to have Green Lantern or the X-Men in it to be a comic. And I thought instead of, you know, we, we're going to get to everything, but I thought that kind of interesting. I'm going to open it up, um, you know. So Rob Moltari is our buddy who's been on uh, many time. Rob, what is, what's the first, like, pinnacle indie comic doesn't have to be your favorite but the first one that taught you that that it doesn't have to be superheroes and and tights uh to be a comic
5: uh the teens in green the teenage mutant ninja turtles man that was like my first experience in the indie
3: first and possibly the most successful in the history of independent comics right okay all right so everybody we rob just chopped the tree down at the trunk so we're all gonna (laughs) try to try to put some cool branches out so we'll go to a first timer Carissa. uh what was the book that that you first uh you know the question (laughs)
0: um yeah uh i i guess it was independent the the ferret in malibu was the first one that i remember um because i had gone from ghost rider and then malibu came out and i i figured i would get on the ground floor but I, i guess it didn't last so <laughs> i still have them though so there's
3: that that it's also the ones that you still have and you're like no one else has ever heard of this all right yeah yeah
0: and uh, i just have to say real quick that you're, yeah. you're you're the name of this show just makes me feel like i'm about to get scolded by my mother when it's like explaining <laughs> 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 it we we
2: always we always
3: the tone, the tone is different depending on how, how people do. So we're going to find out together whether uh, we have to get scoldy. Uh, Will Will is Will's the disciplinarian, so, uh, you know. Oh, Blake, so w- what was the first one that, that you gravitated to?
6: So when I was a kid, my dad, my parents used to fight a lot, and my dad would take me to comic books. Sh- we had a comic book shop down the street for a short time, and it didn't last, unfortunately, but he used to take me to comic book shops like when they fought, um as a strategic like a cool dad move but it was it was also very strategic and (laughs) but but, uh he he uh we were at a comic shop one time and you know i was i was new to it and my dad didn't really read comics so it's not like he knew what was going on so i randomly you know sick little kid me i see violator Mm -hmm. issue three I haven't read issue one or two, but Violator issue three. I don't know if you guys remember this cover it was, it was Alan Moore, and it was Greg Capullo, and and, and little kid me did not realize the weight of those creatives, right? Um, even then, <laughs> yeah. um, but this is like you know peak peak nineties, uh, and. The, it's got Violator on the cover, this, this creepy monster, and there's, like, intestines strung out in this alleyway. And there's blood spatter. And there's, like, a head in a garbage can. Like, there's all this wild stuff on this cover, right? And so I was like, ooh, I want this one. And so my dad bought it for me. And I used to, I carried this thing around in my backpack till it was falling apart. I would, like, show my friends. Like, it was always, it was, and, like, everybody, it was all bloody and crazy. And, like, we were like, oh, this, like, started to, like, know what Spawn was and get interested yeah. in it. And, unfortunately, this is how my father found out about the comics code. Uh, because when we went back to the comic book shop, and I wanted like these like more adult-oriented indie books, the I remember the shop owner like telling my dad, "He's like, so, you know, these aren't really like kid comics, right?" My dad's like, "What are all comics are kid comics? What are you right. saying to me, you weirdo?" And he's like, "No, there's there's this code for kids on the covers," of, and then so my dad like. I was trying to get like an alien, like because my dad let me watch Aliens when I was younger, and I was trying to get this like alien comic from Dark Horse, and I had all this all all this adult stuff, and I was like, yeah, it's gonna be bloody great. My dad was like, you got to put all that up, man. No, we're not (laughs) And I was just like, I was like, oh man. So yeah, but but I had that that Spawn issue three was a special, which is kind of funny too, because I'm not a huge Spawn fan. Like I like the animated show, the movies are kind of fun, but like. I've I've never really gotten into the comics, but oddly enough, like that violator issue three was like, I carried it with me like a, you know, like, like a lucky rabbit's foot for a long time. So
3: before we go forward, did you start like narking on your parents to get (laughs) them to fight? (laughs) <laughs> I,
5: was just
0: thinking, yeah. I was thinking that the whole time like there's no way that he
5: it you know, you he know used you... Cover too. he's like look mom look what dad got me yeah, right.
3: <laughs> you know i remember you telling dad to take the garbage out and it's still yeah. sitting there what's that all about <laughs> you're walking around all right evan uh what, what was the one that that grabbed your attention
1: yeah unlike blake i didn't learn about puberty from comic books i had to do that at a time <laughs> um no, I grew up in northern Wisconsin, so we didn't have access to any comic books at all when I was younger. I didn't get into comics until I was in college, later in college, um, kind of late to the game. And the first book I read, which is still one of my favorites uh, to this day, is Fear Agent, which was uh, a It started at Image and went over to Dark Horse. So I, I love that book, and that was the first comic book I ever read. Never got into any Marvel or DC stuff. I'm just a weird indie guy, I guess. No, that's
3: that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that you... you... You can you came in
1: from the uh that,
3: that way, so that's yeah. kind of a cool way to do it. Now yeah. in the chat, Lori says the Watchmen, which mm. I wouldn't have thought of, but absolutely those characters were brand new. They came, you know, they invented them. You know, it has the DC logo, so I wouldn't have thought of it. That is absolutely an independent comic in my mind. So uh good answer, good answer. Uh no whammies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about for you, Will?
2: You know, I was thinking about that. Um probably a friend of mine had been reading cerebus for a long time so Mm -hmm. i started picking up some of the early phone books and early cerebus is just insane i mean the comedy it's great now late *Cerebus* maybe took a turn not not yeah it took a weird (laughs) turn a very weird misogynistic crazy religious turn but you know whatever um, but yeah uh, early Cerebus I think was the first kind of indie and then it was over into Dark Horse you know the legend imprint, uh, and then by that time Image was coming out you know in the early 90s and, and there was yeah, so much great indie stuff out there never really got into the turtles though rob i don't know why i guess it just hit me at the wrong time i,
0: I, I don't mean, know
5: they, they force fed me that like that was right when i was growing <laughs> up was when like the turtles were like coming out on like um, in the cartoons and then I the,
0: the cartoons <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I was i was all
5: like you know it all like came at the same time and i just was like i think i was in first grade when the movie came out So I just remember being like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
3: You, You know what? You going to that movie in first grade is why I didn't get weapons in the sequel. (laughs) It's <laughs> these so stupid little kids that came in, and your parents started crying, and then they I had to dumb any, it down for you. I
5: was the kid taking sticks and whacking everybody, so yeah, maybe exactly. I was not I think that's
3: exactly what I'm saying. I was allowed um, to
5: watch um, uh, Bill and Ted after a while, either because like my mom was like, "You just like you just talk like an idiot after you watch that."
3: <laughs> I'm learning history, mom.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's
5: not even talk about when I got into Beavis and Butthead.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't remember which was first for me, but I know that the same people got me onto both. Uh New England Comics got me onto the tick and Miracle Man. Now Miracle Man came because you know I, I needed, you know, I was trying to fill in my X-Men uh, collection. So, you know, they had 217 and 213, so I, you know, bought those or whatever mail order and I get the the box, I open it up, and there's my two or three X-Men that I that I wanted and I was super excited and There's just this miracle man number two on top and they just sent a free comic book. Which i thought was the nicest thing in the world what i didn't know is they were peddling a pill to me for free because when i read miracle man number two which you know he's come up already for violator some some guy named alan moore wrote and i was just like what is this i need more and i just became a miracle man fan from that on then on and they they new england comics of course famously did the tick so in their advertisement they had you know the tick real big and they really inflated the value you know the tick was going every month the tick was going up by five or ten dollars you know little greedy 13 year old kevin was like i'm gonna invest in this gold mine and i i did and it happened to be the funniest book i'd ever read so my two are are the tick and uh and miracle man um so Awesome, thank you. I just thought it was something a, a, little, a little different and fun to talk about. But what we usually do is a little thirty-second pitch for each project, in case someone's just watching the first couple minutes, uh, and then we'll go into the deep dives of all of the projects. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give I'm going to give co-host uh, th- the first shot. Will you launched this week? Uh, uh, how would you get somebody's attention on crossover
2: division? Well, um, maybe wave a little bit. I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, the p- Time's up. The pitch. Is-
2: <laughs> Oops, I'm done. Ah. Um, when uh, our stories, uh, our stories become real and threaten to fracture reality beyond repair, only an English professor and a research librarian have the smarts to save us all. Nice. Uh, I'm just gonna go across the screen,
3: Rob.
5: Right on. So um, Nightwolf is a story about a young man who finds out that he's born a werewolf, gets thrown into a supernatural war against demons, witches, vampires, other werewolves. Um, Rodney Marcelli, uh, basically he's an 18 year old who has a football scholarship, uh, full ride, and um, you know, popularity, pretty girlfriend, until his 18th birthday when everything gets ripped away from him. He has to uh, learn how to
3: deal with being a werewolf. Nice. Carissa, how about Worthy Chaos?
0: Um it's uh Romeo and Juliet in hell and that that's the shortest pitch i can get, <laughs> but uh, so, so you we could it.
3: we could just do like 28 seconds of
4: just dead air if you want <laughs> yeah
0: um let's see angel um descendant uh Serafina and Dra- uh Draven is a demon descendant and uh they are chased by their demon and angel father who is after Um, An angelic weapon that she was created out of, and their main goal is to destroy her, take the weapon, and change the balance of heaven and hell to conquer the other one. So it's a survival horror story. What, Lori? What do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) Lori makes fun of all my pitches, but the simplest way (laughs) is it's Buffy meets Supernatural in Silent Hill and the Resident Evil world with Evil Dead running around.
3: Nice. Evan, we'll let you take care of. Uh, uh, Are we pronouncing this Tox or T-O-X-X? Tox, correct. Tox. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, so Tox is a a post-apocalyptic story um, that takes place in a a future world where humanity destroyed the ozone layer and radiation's just been blasting the planet for 30 years. Humanity is uh, sterile. Evolution has fast-tracked, changing the landscape and the creatures in the earth. And uh, there's one woman named Claire who uh, is a scavenger for the, the local populations. And she miraculously finds herself pregnant in a world where humanity should not be able to do so. So the story is full of action and a lot of um, deep thinking to kind of explore the story of humanity and what it's like to not only be human in a world that humanity forgot, but what it's like to bring a child into this situation and how that plays into the whole scenario that that's awesome
3: now i'm not going to do a deep dive on tart but i am still running my campaign for tart 15. so i'm going to do the 30 second pitch just in case uh somebody popped in and didn't know it's out there tart is a time traveling demon hunter who wakes up at the beginning of each adventure without any idea where in the world she is or when in time she is, but she knows that there's a demon causing trouble and it's up to her to stop it. And Tart 15, that demon is a serial killer that she's chasing down the uh, Eastern seaboard of the United States and coming up short each and every uh, time he or she kills. Uh, And one of the sons of the ruler of hell offers a deal to help her find it. She has to decide if she's gonna work with uh, a devil to stop a demon. All right, that's it for me. We're gonna now get into a deep, deep, deep dive. Um, Time out
6: real quick though, and congratulations on fifteen freaking issues on crowdfunding, yes. on a crowdfunding platform, man. Like that's such a huge achievement. Fifteen issues, two hardcovers, a bunch of pens, like, tons of variants. Um, just, I'm just, I'm proud of you, man. It's, 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 it's hard work. I, you know, Rob, you too. I mean, you're, you're at what nine? Seven. After this, well, seven. Well, how do you count how many sn- right? snowpaws? Yeah, yeah,
5: plus, yeah, yeah. yeah two of So yeah, I guess nine yeah.
4: comics.
6: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, just like I, I just, I just that's just awesome. And will, congrats on on your first collected collected edition, bud. Like that's uh, yep. super, super, super stoked. Um, Evan and Chris, your stuff looks cool too. Um, I'm not, I, I, Chris. I'm not it's as fine. familiar. I've only
0: been doing this for six months, but I'm on issue four. <laughs> 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 wow,
4: rookie of the year.
0: That's insane (laughs) please
3: slow down you're doing amazing and making us look terrible (laughs)
0: five's already already halfway done and ready for june 20th so i don't know what to tell you you gotta step it up i I can't help
6: you you don't you don't have to do one a month on kickstarter you can you can spread it out that's kind of the idea
3: well i know That's too I know that I want you to tell me about this. So if you could share your screen, um and let's go through worthy chaos because if you can do oh me four <laughs> issues in six months, we're gonna get to you first because you're obviously ready to go. <laughs>
0: I, sure. We'll figure this out. Hold on. Awesome.
3: No, that is that is absolutely stunning and amazing. And uh mm-hmm. Uh, you should be very proud of yourself for doing that much so quickly. That's great.
0: Um, my bank account says otherwise, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, it's Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the, the Welcome to the club. Welcome to the uh, club. Maybe, maybe the that that end thing that we talk about will be all of our. Yeah, she, she's
5: just like, I'm paying the artist. I don't care if it funds or not. Let's go. Come on. Yeah,
0: I, you know, I honestly, I, I'm I'm releasing these for me, and I just I just need everyone else to help me pay for it. So <laughs> I, I just want to see these done. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I was born ready. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. But okay, so uh, this is my screen. Uh, I don't need to play the video, but. Um, There's a video and um, it gives you an update of one through three. And the music on the background is the music from the song that we had created and written and performed for our uh, characters. So the lyrics are based on them. And it is an add-on for $5. It comes with the instrumental version and the vocals. Um, The lyrics are in the Kickstarter on the bottom of the page. Um, All right, I'm going to try not to go scroll too fast and give everyone nausea. Um, but no promises. Um, so, uh, this is our variant cover. It's from uh, DC artist, uh, Ken hunt, who was an inker and penciler on Batman and Harley Quinn and all those cool things. It is colored by, uh, the current colorist for lady death universe, uh, CC Dela Cruz. Um, and they're both absolutely phenomenal, and um, they're also going to do my graphic novel cover that's coming out in October. That's like 236 pages. Um, so this is another variant by Fabio and colored by Fernando. Um, it's a bar fight because it's the issue starts in a bar fight, and this is pretty, almost pretty much what it looks like. Um, so...
3: So we've got we've got Romeo and Juliet in Hell. Um, I have not run across this before, so um, I, I don't want you to give spoilers you don't want to give. But
0: there's no spoilers that won't want will it won't destroy anything. This has got 40 issues, so I can tell so, you whatever you want
3: to know. So how does Romeo and or Juliet get into Hell? How, how are your characters brought together?
0: So well, so she's an angel descendant and he's a demon descendant. But originally, what happened was. Their fathers used to clasp. Her father was uh, Remnall, the judgment of souls. And he carries this little weapon of the souls from earth to uh, heaven. And then his father used to go after it because he's a chaos demon. And he used to feed on them. So when uh, her father created her from the weapon, the uh, demon kept trying to get it out of her and kept killing her. And she just kept reincarnating. So he created Draven to go after her and instead... Draven fell in love with her, and then they both fought their fathers. Um, There is another reason that the father wants it besides the balance of heaven and hell, but that's a spoiler I won't give away because Lori would kill me. But um, (laughs) so pretty much through, (laughs) shut up Lori, (laughs) through every life they get reincarnated with no memories of their last, which we will go over in the prequel, um, which we started. Um, But anyway, in this life, they don't even know that their fathers are after them. And so their fathers are using them as pawns and controlling things around them. Uh, His father uh, controls the hellhounds, and her father controls Anubis that uh, goes after both of them. Um, As for hell, Draven was, after the last life, something happened by their guardian angel that screwed them over. And he went to hell, and she went to heaven, and they got reincarnated because the weapon won't work without them together, which they learned the hard way um oh, okay so they need to be together to activate it and that's the main goal now um so it's a survival horror you know they, they they try to keep each other alive um and we torture our poor characters so they literally go through hell and they will literally go to hell so um there's a lot going on in in the issue one in book one pretty much they're in a town that's merged with hell so hellhounds come out there's ghosts there's zombies there's anubis Uh, skeletons coming out of the wall there's a zombie merman um, and (laughs) there's some other fun things oh skeleton birds which I have the plushies here Um, but uh, yeah so there's a lot going on it's it's chaotic and it's in the name so no one can yell at me. So Um, are
3: you doing a lot of actual biblical research for this or is it more just your own hell that you're kind of making your own rules for?
0: All the angels and demons are from mythology and their jobs and powers are from there but their personalities are something we created um like her their fathers in in mythology never came close to each other it just worked out so perfectly um that the chaos demon is immune to lightning and her father's only powers are a sword and lightning so it it worked out kind of cool um and he's a chaos demon that feeds on souls that go to the judgment bridge which again they have nothing to do with each other but we kind of created them to do that so um but yeah so this cover here is an homage to uh supernatural this is a, from a poster that they want they had that Dean and Sam were in the car baby is there with Dean Winchester's um birthday on the license plate uh-huh. So and all and um, every single issue that we have has Easter eggs to it from either uh, a show, a horror show, a horror movie, uh, an urban legend or a horror game. Um, If you haven't played Resident Evil 2, you probably won't get a good one. So Um, here's our warning. You know, it's filled with lots of gore and horror and all that fun stuff. Um, these are some of the internal pages. This is the bar fight. Um, my artist, Jonas DaCosta, this is his first job, and he did an amazing job. I like, you know, the blurry in the background and, and all that fun stuff.
3: Has he um, been doing all the issues, or is issue four his first?
0: Um, he, did, he did all the issues that are currently together. He started on issue two. My first artist, uh, it didn't work out. So he did issue two, issue three. I was upset that he was so good. and made him do issue one. And then gotcha. that was at issue four. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm a psychotic. I don't know what to tell you. but um, well, so-
3: I wouldn't give his name out anymore if he's done four issues in six months. All of us other writers are <laughs> writing his name down. So I would just put Artist X uh, is on this from now on. <laughs>
0: I've already told him he's not allowed to leave. We have 80 issues written, and he's not allowed to leave till they're done. So he will be chained in the basement if need be. Wow.
5: You are psychotic, by the you know, way. You know what's <laughs> awesome? Like, he, you're going to see like, from the progression from the, all the issues that he's done at, all the way through the end and how he improves. As as he like basically grows up with your series,
0: yeah, yeah, and and I've been at like I, I posted some of these and I was asked by two people, is this the same artist? And and yeah, it, he's he's getting amazing. You can tell just by the progression of the covers how he went from you know the shading changed, and I mean he does everything. He does the pencil, he does the the ink, the, the coloring, the lettering. He does it. He does it all. Um, and we are we are learning and trying not to kill each other as we go. Yeah. Um <laughs> so, this is uh, outside the bar. There's the car. It's gorgeous. Uh it looks like a real car. Um but uh yeah, he drew it. So Carry
5: on my wayward son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I told everyone that he he steals baby from the bar. So, um so this is the fight outside the bar. There's like three fights in this. Um and uh that's Serafina kicking ass. So, um this is their father's in the top panel, hers and his, and this is Anubis playing fetch with a hellhound. Um, there is a reason for it, but it's, you know, um, there's a there's a lot going on with his hellhound. He was the leader of the pack. Uh, the father took over, beat him up, hence the broken horn, and he's got scars. So he doesn't listen to um, Asmund, but... Um, the other hellhounds do so he's kind of betrayed on his own so he kind of latched on to uh nubis who has no idea what the hell's going on so um i don't have to play this but this is lucifer from supernatural talking about um the comic and how he uh um says uh it's a good comic so there's that. <laughs> um these are rewards we have way too many stickers but i figure you can't have too many so there's Um, The angelic weapon, there's the fighting Anubis, Uh, uh, three-inch mirror sticker, cute Anubis, which is thanks to Rob because his artist is amazing and he shared her and... (laughs) See, he shares his artist, but anyway. So, um,
3: for for one image. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not a saint. Yeah. But, uh,
0: all, of uh, those,
5: all, all of my artists do everything for everybody, too. Yeah. So I can't say, so, you know. They just yeah. do the sequentials for me, though. <laughs> he's nice.
2: He's not a saint. Yeah.
0: Uh, so this is the, uh, a button, but this is the art from Ian Chase Nichols, who worked on The Tick and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He has also did the variant cover for issue two, and he's doing a variant cover for me for issue six that he's already working on. It is uh, a wraparound cover of the Swarming Clotters, which is our vampires, and uh, I can't wait to see that.
5: Um, I love the they- name Swarming Clotters. Clot-
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clotters. Our, our vampires are, uh, they're subspecies of vampires um, their heart only beats every six hours. So, um, they have clotted blood, which gives them strength. And if you cut them, it comes out really disgusting. And, um, you can only kill them by chopping off their head or burning them. But the fun part is if they taste your blood, they can track anyone in the family can track you anywhere you go, like a homing beacon. And if you kill one of them, then their main goal is to track you down and, uh, get revenge on them. So there's that fun stuff. (laughs) <laughs> um, so these are some rewards. There's trading cards. There's prints. Um, there are metal prints. I don't have. I'm gonna. It's in the mail, so I will take a video when it comes. But um, we have this in metal on uh, silver aluminum, and then we have two bookmarks. One is white metal with black uh, ink, and then the other one is copper aluminum and um, colored. And then this is the the wood print, um, which. There is a cool video,
4: which
3: I can show you. Okay. Ready to go. There. Okay, so um, we also do this as a podcast, so we can't kind of show a
6: 20-second oh, well,
3: video without audio. <laughs> or sorry, else the poor people doing dishes are like, what the hell is going
0: on? <laughs> well, that's the torture for all you watching. And that you go. Yeah. So oh, go to the so-
3: page and, and watch all of her videos.
0: Yeah, see, yep. now you gotta know, mm-hmm. suspense will kill you all. Um, it's a three D, um, uh, Anubis bust. There's there's six inches, and there's only six left, and they won't be made again. Nice.
1: Uh, then there's
0: the that's the first ones, the plastic kind of, um, three D print. This is the resin. Um, it's smaller, but it's way more detailed, and you can paint them. They're, um, pre primed to be painted. I will be painting some, I think. Um, oh, wow. These are our, wow. these are our pillows. Um, this is fighting Anubis. This is tall Anubis. Um, I, these are our main characters. This is cute Anubis because he's the best. Um, <laughs> and then there's the plushy. I have my support Anubis with me at all times. Um,
3: can I can I <laughs> ask a question real quick? Because I just ran onto it, and this is issue four. Do you have catch-up tiers either digitally or physically where people can read everyone? I have. Every I have both.
0: I have um, the add-ons that have all the PDFs as add-ons. Um, I have all the back issues, including the variants. And I have the current variants as add-ons. So if there's a certain tier you want, then you just can add on the, the covers that you want. Correct. Um, and so, yes, they, they are that. And we also have like a catch-up tier where you can get all um, uh, four for fifteen. And the printed is I uh, think 40 for that and it comes with goodies. Oh this is um so this one is left. there's a cute Anubis statue. he's about eight inches. He made from a lightweight clay very detailed uh, handmade. Um, there's one left and I won't play the video. Thank um, you. <laughs> I just think it's neat that you,
3: that you made him from Clay Adams. I mean I've never heard of something <laughs> like that that's, yeah. that's why 10 made,
0: grand
5: uh, in the. Yeah. Earth here. <laughs>
0: So this is my <laughs> characters. Uh, it'll never be made again because my artist wanted to kill me because he doesn't do people. <laughs> I begged him. So it is a pound of clay of my characters. Wow. Um, and um, these are sold out. But uh, this is the tall Anubis that was also made um, from the same person who is much happier to do Anubis than the people. Right, um, yeah. Here's the story. Um, that's a lot of reading. <laughs> this is the cover for two, which is available as an add-on. No, that's great.
3: Well, uh, I really appreciate it. We're going to um, take the screen off if you can. We want to make sure that we get to everybody before midnight and we've got three other projects, but that's right. awesome. I can't wait to check out your uh, catch-up tiers and uh, see about it.
0: Yeah. And uh, just, who knows, we did reach uh, through the third stretch goal. So we're $191 or $119, $119 away from the fourth stretch goal. So right now for the $5, you will get, uh, the 16 PDFs of the one, uh, issue, uh, number one issues, including Rob's, uh, number one, uh, which is worth it right there. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you also get the prequel, uh, PDF that we have and that for everyone will get that. Um, and then there's, um, the uh, glossy bookmarks and um trading card is next so awesome
3: well well the way, way we kind of do this is the more we know you the longer you have to wait so sorry rob we're gonna talk to evan because <laughs> <gotta, laughs> yeah we gotta learn about this tox comic um evan is it is it possible for you to share the page or do you want me to pull it up on my end
1: oh i can do it give me one second
3: Absolutely. Um, while you're pulling it up, um, how did you, Blake? How did you come across talks comics? Because you're the one that kind of messaged me and said you've got to see this comic. So how did you get in touch with the the creative team? Like,
6: um, you know, so I started I, I started this um, Patreon tier um, that one of the biggest grifters online called me the biggest grifter online the other day because it was for for basically like for for fifty dollars a month what i would do like i'll help you write press releases i'll help you uh-huh. it, it it sounds expensive but it's cheap um mm-hmm. for what like from what other pr junkets charge um which i'm doing that because i'm learning too but anyways i i, I started did you tell them it
3: takes one to know one
6: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but i so I, I started this patreon tier and um you know, the we we had a mutual like Eric Eric Palicki is is working with Evan on this, and and like Eric's been on my show a couple times before. And like Eric and I talk and stuff. And uh, Evan Evan kind of crossed my my paths, and and he was like, Hey, man, I'm he Evan's looking for like um, like a personal publicist kind of deal, and and he, he he sent me some really cool looking comics, and they have this talks campaign live. And I'm looking at the they, they sent me the, the first couple issues, and I read and I read it, and I was just like, initially I was like, why the why the hell do you need me to help you sell this? Because it's right. like <laughs> it sells itself. It's very it's very good. The art is gorgeous. Like, um, you know, Eric's Eric's got good name recognition. His name on the titles helping, and um, but yeah, it's it just kind of. Kind of serendipitously all this stuff happened you know i've been unemployed for a couple months and um all the all these things kind of started happening right about the time where where my bank account is is weeping uh just like and simultaneously like turning to dust and weeping and this is the long long drawn out dramatic death and uh but i i ended up like finding a, finding a couple clients and like you know everybody's still you know we, everybody's like cool with me not you know like what's your pricing blake and i'm like what do you want me to do like it kind of, i don't really yeah. know yet you know like uh like uh, yeah i'll be your whore baby but like you know we like <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know what to charge yet you know like what's, what's my body worth i don't but you know Just remember, no kissing like no yeah kissing. yeah no 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 kissing no hand holding maybe cuddling um but not on the mouse (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it just it we just kind of all crossed paths and and it ended up being a a really great project and i mean your show is always going to be like what comes to mind first when it comes to kickstarters because that's why that's why i started doing what i do is because i loved watching your guys' show i loved I loved how much money y'all made me spend every week and just, like, um, but just all the, all the new creatives and books. And I, I learned and, and like connections I made and interviews I've done just from watching you guys like is, is, is a substantial amount of, of people I've met. And so I, I always like when, when I think of Kickstarter, I think of explain yourself. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I was just like, I was like, I gotta, like he, he, I felt like he'd be a good fit. I felt like you guys would dig the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the, he had issues for you to read like ready to go and like and so like i just i just thought it'd be a a, a good fit and and you know like i had to you know i had to hustle for him because he's i was like i gotta i gotta show i'm worth it right so i'm like right. i'm like hey man like i got you i got you i got you i got you a good review uh, i got got you on my show got you on another person's show like boom, boom 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 like yeah like i'm looking i'm looking good i'm looking like a publicist who knows his shit right and uh the only the only bad thing about all this is is um and like like Carissa knows uh, and and Rob knows because well Rob doesn't know I just haven't responded to his message that he sent me yet because I'm I'm a mess. I was gonna but, say I was
5: like now yeah, that I
6: got you on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm having I'm I'm having to. Like I, I also just and this was made public like I, I'm a I'm the I'm the official publicist at Invader Comics now, too. And like, um, which cool. is all it's so I like, guess it's just so cool to say. And like, I don't I don't get tired of saying it at all either. And, and uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm having to um, I've had to turn down some interview requests and, and I'm, I, everything's so new now. I'm like, I'm having to see what I can do, what Blake's Buzz I can still do and what Blake's Buzz PR because I don't, I want more clients, but I definitely don't, I, I have too much Catholic guilt. So like if people come on and, and they're paying me and I'm not giving them the attention they deserve so that I can write like a, a review for image or like mm-hmm. have a, you know, do do like these, all these live shows and stuff. I want to make sure everybody gets the right amount of time. I want to make sure that I'm available for my clients. I don't really care if I'm available for myself, right? Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in dream chasing mode right now, right? So I don't, I don't need to sleep. I just need like one meal a day and a a, a nap, right? And then we're good to go. But yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I came across Evan because I, I think I think he's on to something. He's got he's got a couple other really cool series in the works. He's yeah, got a really great eye for art.
4: I got his books and they were really good.
6: Oh, yeah, it's
4: a flip book, if you will.
6: <laughs> yeah, he's he's and he's 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 just got a, he's got a good eye. He's got a he's got a good eye for so storytelling and and uh, what he's, he's really making good products.
3: What really uh, like blew my mind reading it, Evan, is um, how did the story come about? Because when that jumped off the Kickstarter page of. The real life inspiration of this
1: comic. Well, wait, I'm enjoying everyone just talking about me. You guys keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This, is,
3: this is this is not called Blake explains you.
1: <laughs> you, you young we, man. Can, we
6: could do a spinoff though. I've gotten young into that. Man, Blake I mean, that's explains the stuff you. you
1: have to explain you. yourself. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on marketing and PR and stuff too for indie comics because you know everything's expensive, but people are always so afraid to spend money on stuff too. And there's all these people building amazing communities for free that deserve to find ways to monetize, but that's a separate conversation. Hmm. Um, yeah. Tox. Tox is, uh, I mentioned post-apocalyptic story um, inspired by an experience I had with my wife. Uh, we brought our, uh, our son into the world, she was born in the middle of COVID when it was hardcore lockdown, no family members in the hospital, PPE on all the doctors and nurses. So you couldn't even see their faces. Uh, so it felt like a very, you know, apocalyptic type experience. And me and my wife questioned if this was even the right move because of the state of the world. And it just got my brain. thinking what would a situation, you know, be like where you're bringing a kid into the world where you're going through all this bevy of emotional shit anyway, but let's say it's an actual apocalypse and what additional strains is that going to put on it? And what opportunities for interesting storytelling would be there? So that's the premise. Fox is uh, a story about a woman, uh, Claire here, who, Becomes pregnant in a world where humanity has been sterilized for 30 years. And she's the first uh, and only known pregnancy in the world. And, you know, having a child was never a thing that was ever on her radar because she was born right when the apocalypse occurred. So sex has become a bartering tool. There's no romance or love because people are constantly dying uh, in this world. And there's no point to even try to do something like that. So the story attempts there's always a point. Well... (laughs) I can. Yes. I can <laughs> talk more about, about the intricacies of this, if we're interested, but it's, it uh, creates a situation where it's, it's hard to love somebody when you know, they're going to be dead. And you've done that a couple times and then. True. But anyway, so this story is, uh, on Kickstarter. Now we're 95% funded. Uh, this You're is so for close. two issues. Yeah. It's the first two issues. Um, this is also coming to the direct market in July from blood moon. So this is, uh, uh something I wanted to be able to kickstart this you know for this audience but then also bring it to the market uh so would these be uh uh,
3: kickstart exclusive covers or how is how is that oh yeah yep
1: yep I can get to that here I do indeed so I'll breeze through this there's a lot to check out here but uh this is a two issue launch so two full issues are included here and there's a ton of different covers I'll just scroll down here so
3: real quick how did you guys decide to do two issues instead of one
1: uh, a lot of reasons. Um, one of the, which being that I'm—I've done so many Kickstarters now. I have another business that does tabletop gaming stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just—I have like twelve or thirteen finished issues I need to kickstart right now, and I can't do them one at a time. It's just impossible. It. So, as a consumer, I personally like to have more to read when I get a reward, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a creator, I want to keep my sanity intact. You know, when <laughs> I got that many issues to do, I'd rather do them in, in chunks just to make it more sure, pure, make, make my life easier.
3: And and your backers are getting a more efficient uh shipping price.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's benefits for the printing side of it, there's benefits for shipping, there's benefits for fulfilling it one time. Um and just to give credit for credits too, I also stole the strategy from Chris uh over on the Saturn effect. Chris Moses, oh, Chris oh, Moses yeah. Yeah. As well. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Last he was on last week, so oh, he's, nice. he's yep. kicking ass and taking kicks out our names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So two issues. So there's a bunch of different covers by some awesome artists here. Um, there is a Kickstarter exclusive cover for number one and number two, uh, both by the same artist, Adrian Bonilla. who's awesome. And each issue also has a direct market exclusive. Uh, this number one is one I'm super excited about. It's a Skylar uh, Patridge cover. Uh, so this is direct market they're, only. They're
3: so gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And then I got another direct market only one for number two. So trying to, to kind of entice the crowd to be interested in buying it from their shop and sale so back to Kickstarter, but we'll see if that strategy works or not. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting because it, it's
3: very it's very difficult to juggle the two things, but it's yeah. uh, so could I add that on to my Kickstarter or is it basically like you no. telling me pre-order this because this exists?
1: Yes, this is me just kind of teasing it saying, yo, this is going to be in your comic shop. Um, you can buy it there. you'll only see this cover there. Yeah, and also kind of doing, you know, a benefit to the publisher who's obviously letting me do the Kickstarter as well to right, right. try to to lead into some direct market sales as well. Can I
3: can I ask? Um, uh, I want to talk about the entire creative team, but you're co-writing this with Eric. Yeah. How did how did that uh, team up happen? And how do you guys um, just one plot and one kind of break it down? How do you guys? How did yeah. you meet on this, and how do you work
1: together? Absolutely. So um, I connected first with James Emmett, who's the editor. He's uh, now at Mad Cave, but when I first connected with him, he was doing a lot of freelance. So James connected me to Eric, um, and me and Eric hit it off really well. i always loved Eric's work. He's obviously a pretty prolific writer um, with some awesome series under his belt. Mm-hmm. And the the role I like the best is kind of – a story ideation, art direction. Um, I do lettering and graphic design and putting everything together. So Eric uh, did the vast majority of the bulk of the, the scripting. And then gotcha. the three of us together did the outlining based on my story idea. And then I did the kind of the final phase of editing while I put letters to page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give Eric 100% credit, like the dialogue, page to page flow, you know, pacing all that stuff is, is Eric's mastery coming through here.
3: That's awesome.
1: What What is the art team? Yeah, so uh, Ben Warell did the inks and pencils. Uh, really awesome artist. He's done a ton of indie stuff, including his own book that he's kickstarting right now too, which is a, a really awesome, mature-focused um, adventure story. But he's had an amazing time doing all these different mutants and stuff for us. And uh, Marty Gasparoni is the colorist um, with a couple uh, a couple published one shots, but a whole bunch of indie work as well. And then myself, I'm lettering. So I'd just like to shout there. out
6: that the lettering is really good too. Like, it's like you could almost kiss us. You probably wouldn't kiss yeah, I mean, oh, the, the
1: project manager's the letterer, and all of a sudden, the lettering's great. <laughs> so, I mean, I would absolutely say this to anybody who is inclined to be interested in it. If you're writing a book and then you do the lettering, it's um. It takes the creative process entirely to the end. I tweak a lot when I when I'm doing the lettering, like just changing lines, doing stuff. If I was working with a separate letterer, sending these back and forth, it would be it would be insanity. I'm doing right. sometimes seven, eight, nine iterations of editing just to get things pixel perfect the way I like them. So I absolutely love doing the lettering The lettering as part of the final step here.
3: It does actually look good. I am joking, but <laughs> yeah, oh, I think you were joking. I'm proud of it. <laughs>
1: So yeah, these are some interiors. So that's about it. You can check out the Kickstarter and learn about it. There's digital rewards. There's, catch- there's uh, back catalog stuff from my previous um, previous issues, which is a, a cool sci-fi trade of five issues collected, and then uh, another double issue of a mixology noir book, which is a horror story. Mm. You can grab combinations of covers on here, physical or digital. You can get big bundles of stuff. Whatever your heart desires is available for you.
3: Is I think I read, is this a five-issue mini? Five-issue mini series, yep. And if everything goes well and you, you know, kill it on Kickstarter Direct Market, is there a possibility of more stories within this world? Or is this kind of like I you have a story to tell and, and you're going to be done with issue five?
1: Well, cool. yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do more. I actually have another side story that I've been creating with the intent for the next Kickstarter. To release it in a, a webcomic form so it'll be released as an advertising tool but also collected as a small print volume. Go with the next story. And I'd love to continue this actual made storyline if it if it does well in the direct and Kickstarter goes well. Nice, all right. Well,
3: beautiful. If you could pull it back, we've I think we've made meow. <laughs> <laughs> I, it looks. Gosh. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's a full moon, but I, I see a bright moon in the sky. I think we, <laughs> yeah. So Rob, you know that that we know you pretty well, but we're making Will wait till the very end to talk crossover. So you're not the, the one that's being um, held out the longest. So uh, if you could share uh, Nightwolf, let's let's give that page a look. Yes, sir.
5: All right, uh, everybody, see my screen?
1: I will share it. I just, I just want to call out Rob. Last time I was on this show with you, I mean, I had a little bit of whiskey, but I think you convinced me to buy two plushies, so I'm interested to see what where- <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I can't wait for. A plushie. <laughs>
5: yeah, they'll be in, in June, by the way. <laughs> um yeah so um i will just uh start a drive in here i guess um yeah so yeah um you know again uh, nightwolf is a story about a young man who finds out that he's born a werewolf gets thrown into a supernatural war um we're up to issue seven of a 12 issue story arc so we're uh entering the second half of this and um so all the setup is kind of done now we're starting to roll that ball downhill and pick up speed and action galore. um so here we can uh, you can see the uh, covers by Carlos Herrera, who is the illustrator of the book. Um, nice little scrolly gift, you uh, know. This page is so long that I had to save space somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I,
3: I do want to remind me now. This is just so Blake could, you know, like compliment you. You letter this, right? I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. So Blake, Blake, make sure you pretend you like his
6: lettering. Okay? <laughs> okay this is a this is a joke well it's, this part's not a joke but you everybody knows john westoff with part-time comics you know yeah he was on my show before and i i told him that i really liked his lettering and he like we were live and he got like, emotional and he was like I was like, God, that's, one of the, that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. And he was like, "He like could not believe it. And, and I was like, he, he started as a letterer. Like, that's where, really? like, his comic journey kind of began. And so like, I was you – know, oh, People I'm,
5: don't usually say much about the lettering. Yeah, though. exactly. Mm-hmm.
6: And I try really hard, like, in, in every review I write, when I when I cover teams, like, I always I – inc- I try and include everybody. And, and then now I get yelled at for not including the editors. So now I have to remember to include the editors. <laughs> It's just like man like you know there's only so much room we have on the screen and for promo but you know i but i, I do like lettering is, is so important and i mean especially in kickstarter i've kevin and will have talked about this numerous times how a lot of new kickstarter creatives will to pinch you know to, to cut corners and save costs like lettering is sometimes one of the first things to go and we'll be like well, I, maybe we can do it ourselves or let's get the cheapest person we can find to do it and and it, it can really it can really mm-hmm. hurt a book and and, and so like i i will die on this on this hill of, of like letters are very very important and and i do uh, i do appreciate it and rob you're you're a damn good letter too man yeah, i'm just gonna if, come out and say it
3: just... if, if if you're like evan or and you can do it yourself or carissa said her her artist is lettering that that book like that's great there's nothing wrong with that but if you don't if you haven't really studied and you haven't really worked on the craft mm-hmm. uh pound for pound dollar for dollar hire a letterer but if, if you can do it yourself like you know i think rob you've even said the same thing as you're kind of rewriting at the last stage of the pages right yeah, yeah
5: that's exactly it like that's why i've continued to write in letter Nightwolf um because the script for the 12 issues have been done since 2013 so like i when i'm finally going back in and lettering it like you know there's a big difference from like my writing experience back then to now so like 2013 rob put something that 2023 20, rob's like oh my god why'd i do that you know um, but, like, there's been
3: a, there've been a lot of um growth <laughs> on you as a human but there's been a lot of you know being told that some of that stuff don't work no more yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that, with uh snowball since i'm writing her story on the
5: fly and it's like pretty much at that point, it's as done as it's going to be, I did, to save time, I did hire Dave Lentz um, to do the lettering, um, which I need to make sure I give him credit, because every time I back a campaign and say, hey, my friend so-and-so did this, and if he's not, if he's on the book and I didn't mention him, he'll remind me.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so Dave does um, Snowpaw for me, which at that point, it's like, all right, well, I, it, you know, the, the, you know, the dialogue's as good as it's going to get. That point, but yes, I I make sure with Nightwolf. Um, And plus, there's there's this little thing that happens with uh, me and Carlos. Um, You know, English isn't his first language, Um, and sometimes like the happy mistakes from the translations actually turn out better than what I like. Oh wow! You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, oh yeah, I like that. Let's keep this. Or you know, or there's things where I'm like either too tired to catch it, and like there's something Mm -hmm. that is different that I didn't catch. I'm like, and I go to letter, like there's like an extra panel where there's like one less panel. I'm like, shit, I have a lot of dialogue I have to put in this. Uh, let's cut the
4: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean,
5: it, it ends up being a, a kind of like a give and take um, with the lettering for Nightwolf. Um, you know, and then uh, D- Dave would like me to kind of remind Mog, though, for when we do Snowpaw, to leave him a little more room. <laughs> 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 well,
1: I do feel like he's just lying to you about this language barrier, and he's just using it as an excuse to... <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, i <have> no <laughs> I can't change this. <laughs> so, I don't I don't want to
5: draw that. <laughs>
6: Too many <need> panels. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Carlos.
3: Night, It was actually called Night Vampire and <laughs> <laughs> it was Three actually, issues it, in Rob just quit. It, it and, uh, was, he he
5: was. wasn't actually a werewolf, he was a were sloth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, um, so as you see, I, I decided to condense my my preview pages down to these these gifts to save. Yeah, because
3: I mean, oh, it's smart. You, know, you scroll for days doing this, <laughs> and, it, but it, and it gives you something so cool to look at too. It's mesmerizing.
1: <laughs> well, if I know your Kickstarter is Rob, it's ninety eight percent pledge options. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true.
3: Yeah. even more than the last time. So. We're, we're gonna we're gonna stop Rob before he gets to the pledge I options, and we're gonna ask so him his favorite his favorite two tiers uh, because we do need to get to Will's before uh, we do, yeah. so be, all of our yeah, campaigns yeah. close. I do, want to,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I do want to mention, though, that um, we just uh, put up the full moon bonus gift, which I always do every campaign. I find out when the full moon is. Um, and then so anybody who backs before the, uh, the night of the full moon will get this uh, uh, seven or five by seven print
4: oh, um, that's cool. version
5: um, that's so really that's cool. for everybody um, one way or the other, whether it's digital or
3: physical. Have you ever... Um changed your launch date because of that or is it yes just- i have
5: actually I, yeah. I that's one of the things that i look for is whether it's a holiday like halloween or last year easter and the full moon was the same night so I, okay. it was like an easter full moon gift
4: <laughs>
3: was it an egg
5: <laughs> it was a bright colored um uh chris williams cover uh that was look kind of like, like the sun was coming up behind him and Snowpaw while they were sparring um it kind of looked very like uh eastery coloring so like nice. I that's <laughs> one i chose <laughs> cool um and then yeah of course we have like the, the things we're unlocking as we go um we just unlocked the first um stretch goal which is the acrylic standees so we have one of Nightwolf, wolf uh Snowpaw and uh, the twin witches so you know that but let's uh of course the wolf pack i gotta give a shout out to my wolf God, pack sir. for coming
6: i've always loved how you put that on your campaign page too like just like not just like like reviewer quotes and pull quotes, but like the people that post pictures and like you, at con- I've, I don't know. Like I, I I like this. You've always done it. I always got a kick out of it. Like I, I love how tight you are with your wolf pack.
5: Thank you. Yeah. I, and I I like encourage them to like give me feedback, email me. Like I try to talk to them. I I even have some who like you know I talk to regularly now. Like it's it's crazy. Like how you know, this has grown to to be where um, it is today. Um, But yeah, so we got the the tiers, you know, if you want to get the digital, if you've been around for a while and they have all six issues, if you um, you can get either the digital for $5 or you can get the physical and the digital for 15. Um, And then, you know, of course we have, you know, the variant covers um, that go up because the limited runs. And then we have the, you get all of Nightwolf. um, So the volume one collects the first four issues and uh, then we have five, six, and seven. And again, another gorgeous Chris Williams cover.
3: Yes, uh, this show recommends the hard cover, not the soft cover. I was about to ask the, if, if he still get, had
6: those. You'll get, you'll oh, get the
3: four-page, uh, you know, story written by
6: yeah,
3: yeah. Tyler James.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's in uh, Kevin Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah, Well, that's there too. But yeah, Tyler James. And, what's, funny? what's Madeline?
3: What's funny? Ho- Madeline uh, Hollis, Holly Rosling. Uh, Rosling, yes. Yeah. So. And uh, it, Travis Kip. And Travis, yeah.
5: So, Wait, so I didn't know Travis, that.
6: I didn't yeah, know that, the hardcover had bonus stories in it.
3: Yeah, so um there they
5: were unlocked stretch goals during that campaign and they each did a four page um, basically it was a director's cut that I I cut out the um, like basically it was like, all right, I wanted to do this, but I didn't have time. So I was like, This is basically the synopsis of these four pages.
3: Go. <laughs> no, it was it was super cool to be part of because it was sort of like being in a writer's room where Rob was the executive producer so I had to kind of see his vision of what he wanted to happen and you only had 4 pages so you didn't have a lot of real estate to make it happen but you you had enough and it was kind of fun to be like okay I've got to I've got to make his vision work in his story and you know this page exists the the 48 pages before me exists and the 52 pages after me exists so it it has to work so it was a super fun experiment uh, wow to be part of, and that's why I say the soft cover sucks.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we'll it, you're in the soft cover, too. Oh,
3: right? I am? Oh, the soft yeah, cover's yeah. great. Get that too. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, get, get both. You're get just both.
5: not in the singles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're, see you're even
5: in the digital
3: <laughs> well okay get get whatever you want i don't care
5: yeah yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we have the ultimate flow no
3: get the get the hardcover because it's one of the very few hardcovers with a die cut
6: which yeah is, that well, die cut sure I'll,
5: I'll show the book real quick yeah but yeah so um that's you know that's digital catch for everything and then we have the 60 colors
3: oh <laughs> yeah, you know, we got uh, So yeah, the- is is this your first um not safer work cover? No, or had you done it before? Six
5: had, issue six was the first time and it. Uh, okay. it did so well the wolf pack ate it up I went back and <laughs> For issues. I, I so, hear.
6: I hear that they do, they're doing real real well right now. Yeah. It, I, I want.
3: I want to. I want to kind of applaud you for trying a sexy cover on Kickstarter because that's it's really really, it's really taking unique. taking yeah, a shot different. taking your shot there. Yeah. Was, right? yeah.
4: <laughs> the, the big risk. Yeah. <laughs>
5: okay, you never know. Like you know, because my audience started off right. you know mm. without that, so it's like, do I scare people off or are they still coming? It looks like. They're still coming, which I'm no, very thankful for. It's a legitimate
3: it's a litig- legitimate question, but your your book is sexy too. Like yeah. there's no whole bar. Right. Well, that's Night that's just it.
5: Like this is the this is like the standard cover for this issue, and yes, there's boobs, but they're usually covered, but <laughs> they're right. still they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, um, speaking of 69, I mean, what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get all of, uh, issue one through, uh, seven, uh, catch up tier for $69. This is all the standard issues. Plus you get all the digitals, all the, um, you know, the physical rewards, digital rewards, all the fun stuff. Um, of course you, you know, we have the, um, you can get both of Courtney Rose's gorgeous covers, uh, featuring, uh, herself, uh, December Lace and Ivanette. Um, they they are my three witches in this um, story for issue seven because I had these witches that Carlos and I didn't really have a look for yet, and then like it just happened to be like in conversations with them. You know, I was like, hey, you guys want to be my witches? All right, cool.
3: <laughs> nice.
5: <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you know we have this the variants. Uh, we have retailer uh, tiers that you know they can catch up on the series, put in your shops. Um, you know, more variants, variants galore. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, and then uh, we also have like the covers from last time that we that are left over from yeah. the campaign um, cool. hanging out.
3: Yeah, uh, Shawnee says in the comics, we do like our sexy boob covers, and Courtney was a great choice. So.
5: Oh yeah, oh, she's amazing, <laughs> and um, like a great. If you ever get a chance to work with her, she's so pleasant to work with, and super excited too. So, I mean, I definitely highly recommend her. Um, of course, we have the mystery box, you know that has all the mystery high ends, the mystery CGC. Um, then we have the Virgin variant catch up tier, and then these are all like the filled in or you know the, the new nudie covers that we 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 did. Which of course I like. So the first one was Lena Day. Um, I had to go and do another one with her, and
3: this you had one, Lena Dunham draw a comic? What <laughs> 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 Lena Day? <laughs> oh.
5: Or is it D I? D A I? I don't know. I, I think it's, a or it's pronounced. You're asking the dis- dyslexic guy to pronounce it. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, she this cover here that she did. Oh my god, I was like,
3: wow, <laughs> awesome. Let's. Uh, why don't you pull the screen out and show the hardcover? Because I want to make sure and get to Will. Uh, you know, it is a full moon. We want to get it before the witching hour. So, but <laughs> but sh- sh- pull that pull that out.
6: Yeah. 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 That's yeah, pretty book. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, so and underneath, obviously, is the, the wolf uh, with the uh, on the vellum paper um, with cover top of the unit. So it's kind of like that's deep through a little
3: bit.
0: Yeah. All right. Nice.
3: Speaking of absolutely gorgeous hardcovers, as well, uh, <laughs> Crossover Division Volume 1 hardcover launched this week. Uh, so you've been talking about this hardcover for a long time. Uh, wh- what went into, to doing this campaign as you pull, do you want me to do the page or are you going to do the page? I, I got it. I got right. it. Um, you pull it up and what went into picking your hardcover and Blake, you're going to, you're going to be my, my, uh, my wingman on the questions right. here, especially so, I'm going to go grab a drink. So Blake, it's you for 10 minutes.
6: Let's do it. Let's party so,
2: I uh, I completely ignored the advice, the really actually good advice of Kevin Joseph, so he's not hearing this right now., um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that uh, I love about Kickstarter is that the the individual issues are kind of more than just an issue that you're going to go buy off of the you know the the comic stand, right? Mm-hmm. So, One of the things I try to do is, you know, I, you know, if stretch goals for a higher quality paper, stretch goals for higher, you know, uh, higher paper for the cover, you know, gloss, you know, anything to make it, you know, kind of bigger and better than you'd get, you know, just off of the, you know, the typical comic shop or newsstand. Yeah. And so I kind of, I thought, well, if I'm making something that's shorter run that I feel like is, you know, maybe more collectible then I want to make something that, that I want. And so I I decided to go with an oversized hardcover, which means I'm not doing a trade paperback because the trade would be normal size. So I'm not going to be doing the split binding, which is what Kevin was saying was you idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) That's me. Um, so, um, but I really wanted to showcase, you know, what we did on these issues because, you know, Pablo's art is gorgeous. And then uh, we brought Alice Leclerc in for issues three and four, and her art is gorgeous as well. We've got Ryan Kroboth coloring that, and and then being able to put all of those... Just amazing variant covers that you know we've had for the issues. You know the the first issue had a Connor Hughes variant cover and yeah. a Stefan Rue the variant man. cover.
6: Yeah, the, yeah, the gen, yeah, yeah, the Jen, yeah, I like the 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 Vampire Wives, the Dracula wives, Jen Saint On cover too. That was one of my
2: favorites. Absolutely, and then uh, you know for issues three we had um, some guy named Ludovic. I don't, I think he may work with some, <laughs> hack, some hack writer I've heard about. I don't know. I, uh, I, but, yeah. I certainly like that artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ludo, Ludo did a great cover for us. We had uh, Tina Valentino and then uh, Romina Morinelli, you know, of Glarian, you know, did a great mm-hmm. cover, R- R- cover for us. A good job. Yeah, that was a good cover. Yeah. Yeah, and did then uh, a mod
6: too. Did you get a mod cover?
2: Yeah, issue yeah. four. it's Mog. like I, it's
6: like I did research or something. It's like I just <laughs> know you guys. <laughs> I've just, yeah. just been here for a long ass time. <laughs> I, I've, I've, oh, said yeah. it,
3: I've said it. many times. My my favorite, and we've got two of my favorite variant cover creators on Nightwolf. Always has the best variant covers. Crossover Division, uh, and either White Ash or, or Glarian, because yeah. Charlie Signey always, and of course Pat Shand. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's kind of cool to have two of the four that I look up to for those variant covers. Now, a lot of people do a lot of good work, but the the excellence of those four creators with all of their covers, it's amazing. Yeah. There's never a bad cover. There's always just, every cover is awesome.
2: And I just copy things from you know Rob and Charlie and Pat. So, you know, you
6: gotta, you got Nothing it. wrong with like that. that. If you're gonna copy, copy from that. Yeah, like Mister <laughs> Mister Six Figure Shan, like he's. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> with two campaigns, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the 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 driving force behind this hardcover. Is one, you know, besides me being an idiot and not listening to Kevin, you know, which we've established, right. Um, I wanted I wanted to kind of set the tone because you know crossover division is scheduled to be 20 issues you know I I know what the last page looks like I haven't written it yet but I know what that last page looks like so with 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 that in mind um, I want to make sure that I get this right because the other volumes are going to be the same, right? You know, we're going to do a hardcover for the next, you know, five uh-huh. through eight. And then a hardcover through nine through 12. And, you know, until we get to issue 20. So it's, mm. it's important to me to really, because I want it up on my shelf, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, um, but it's the that's, dream. That's- it's the dream to have it on your own shelf.
3: And yeah. all these other amazing people are helping you make it that's a, a exactly. nice bonus but really really we're all about putting a book on our own shelf right or is that or, or will and i just incredible <laughs> narcissists if i had more room <laughs> <laughs>
6: right now. <laughs> yeah, you have like forty of your own books on your shelf, Rob. I, like anytime Rob does a show, like behind him, it's just it's well,
5: which, like. You know, since the last time that I was on with you, like I have actually gotten a storage unit, so my oh my really throat, my throne is gone. It's just what's on the shelf.
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> you take up a lot more room than comics too. So Rob's had to clear out some space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah exactly yeah. So I ha- I do have a storage unit now, um, climate controlled. Plenty
6: of
4: room nice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> You
6: know you know you, you, know you <laughs> leveled up when you have to get a storage unit for for your high production your all your all your leftover I, I visited Rob. He made me put up like, a whole house cuz my wife was like
5: you need to get the shit out of here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just didn't like having to put a hazmat suit on to go into it, Rob. I'm not that.
4: All
3: right. I love your I love your 3D graphics of the hardcovers. So yeah, that's nice. Right, I'm and these have brand I, I do something like that. That's gorgeous.
2: Yeah. So the uh, the whole team, you know, I mentioned, you know, Pablo Martinena is uh, the artist for issues one and two, and then Alice Leclerc is the artist for issues three and four. And I think because it takes us so long to do every issue, that there may be kind of a you know i think the plan going forward is to make sure that you know pablo can do as many issues as he can and then alice will also do issues so that you know we're hopefully going to be on a bit more regular kind of tick tock of issues coming out right Mm -hmm. Uh, because i think last year we only got one one kickstarter out but you know um, but you're, you know, you're, not, you're not
6: doing four or five. Six we can't all be Chris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't all be Chris. I mean, oh my God, that, Chris and I, Pat
3: Shand I, are on their own level. The rest really? of us yeah. are just.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. I, I I did one last year. You you have done four and five months. I no. I just that blows it's my nice. mind. I, I can't.
0: <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: uh, you know, besides uh, Pablo and, and Alice on on the issues, we have uh, colorist Ryan Kroboth, who just, I have to shout out, his Sunmaker number three funded Heck like yeah. an hour and a half ago. So, bravo, Ryan. Good job, man. So excited to get that.
5: Yeah, finally, we can finish the series. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I haven't even
2: read issue
3: two. <laughs> I liked issue one so much, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to wait till it's all here, so out
2: yeah. <laughs> four years later is that what he said <laughs> yeah. i mean
5: yeah because uh, yeah it's because i started doing kickstarters with around the time that he was doing like issue two
3: yeah but he's also yeah. taken all all this coloring work on like crossover
2: division that is yeah the exactly. sunmakers so yeah, that
5: full-time job man yeah
2: yeah, yeah exactly he's a
4: crazy schedule.
2: Mm-hmm. but yeah so we've got ryan who's coloring you know alice's work And then going forward, Ryan's actually going to be the colorist for the series. So Pablo will, will, Pablo's doing the line art for number five right now, and Ryan's already started flatting some of that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how you know that comes out. But uh, besides besides Ryan, we have Brant Fowler, and Brant is just awesome. He's our letterer and designer, and he also designs the Kickstarter page. And I don't know if you guys saw it. Let's see if I can get to it. it. I think it's going to be down here. Okay. Look at the image right here for the early bird special. Mm. It's animated with a bird. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brant is is awesome. He did our logo for us. He does the lettering on every issue. And, you know, he, he puts up with my crap. So that's that's pretty awesome, too. Um, Brant's Brent's good at putting up with everybody's How, crap. how much
6: He's of your super. Kickstarter goal is, is for paying for that? <laughs> um, the, bird, the bird was $18,000. No, we're dealing with Will's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they've uh, I don't think I've got a bill for that yet, so I'm kind of worried about what that's going to cost me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the book is awesome, and it's also awesome because uh, we have editor James Powell. Uh, you know, every, nice. James has has done his has done his own, you know, uh, House of Fear stuff. But he's also a top notch editor, and he makes he makes me better, and he makes the book better. So, you know, it's having having us as a team is is great. I love working with everybody. Mm-hmm. And part of doing this hardcover is I want to show off all of our hard work because I want this to be something that you really want to put on your shelf right i mean look at that look at that wraparound cover that pablo did for us i mean that is awesome that's that's awesome and yes this is all the pages of the four issues right here if you get out your magnifying glass you you can can save you can save a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) you can read the stories for free (laughs) good job uh yeah um so, you know, on here we've got some preview pages from each of the issues. Uh, I really like Rob's idea that we're totally not going to steal. We're going to model his success. I don't
5: know. You Evan know? has a better way of doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> his last campaign had, like, this autumn, this like, like, book that flipped back and forth. And there's was- a reason I didn't do
1: that in this one. That I started doing it. I'm like, I remember why there's such a pain in the ass, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it
5: took me forever. But that was a gorgeous effect, man.
2: So, yeah, so here we've got you, some of uh, Alice's art. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. You
3: well, you know, crossover is all about reader getting so engrossed in a story and it brings the fictional story into our reality. Um, I know some of these stories, uh, you kind of want the reader to be a little uh, unsure of what you're crossing over in. But um, we, we saw the tripod from The War of the Worlds. What are some of the crossovers that somebody is going to hit in this volume that don't mess up your storytelling?
2: So, with issue two, obviously we have the brides of Dracula on you know the front cover, Uh, so you kind of know Frankenstein. I gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, With issues three and four, we wanted to kind of show that you know they they have to try to figure it out, and we wanted to show what happens when they get it wrong mm. and that led into the three and four is actually a two-part story which you know shows what happened when they don't actually get it wrong they're kind of hero agents come in and get it wrong and uh these guys kind of have to prove themselves hank and hector have to prove themselves to kind of you know show that they're actually worthy to be agents and you know mm-hmm. save the day but speaking of issue four I had a blast because I wrote this page for for Alice. You see Hector here, he's drawing on a whiteboard, right? And he's really focused. He's like really, really drawing. And here's what he drew, <laughs> which is which is awesome for a lot of reasons because it's a recap of last issue. You know, there's there's the things that all happen, and I, I can't take credit for this. I wish I could because I think it's brilliant but um, Alice drew Hector drawing himself with muscles. You can see he drew himself with muscles there. And I wish I could take credit for that, but that's all Alice. So, I mean, it's, and you can see all the great lettering here. I mean, Brant is just awesome. It's great
6: Uh, lettering. I would like to, awesome. (laughs) He's not on the
2: show. You don't have to say (laughs) it. But uh, actually right here is kind of fun. I, uh, I, I wrote bad iambic pentameter, right? Because this is a, this is actually they think it's a Shakespearean play. So I actually lifted one of these directly from the play, hmm. and then I wrote my own iambic pentameter. And I I ran it through my wife, and she couldn't tell the difference. So I'm like, yes, I'm as good as Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well. I, I mean, it's a it's a lot of fun because it lets me play with tropes and genres and, you know, classic stories that have really kind of seeped into everybody's, you know, consciousness. That Even if they haven't read the original Dracula, mm-hmm. they know about Dracula. Mm-hmm. They haven't read Frankenstein or, or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, the, these things have seeped into our culture and we just kind of have a cultural awareness of them. And being able to play with... With those stories showing why, why they were so important, and you know, where maybe that uh, you know, they fell a little short, because I mean, one of the one of my one of my, I critique Dracula a little bit because of the way it treats women. You know, it's a Victorian novel, and the Victorians are kind of notorious for their misogyny, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's it, it is a lot of fun to play with with these toys that you know are are kind of cultural bequest right that we have that we can you know use and reuse and re and and talk about so it's a lot of fun. and
3: you know exactly. yeah. no that's fun it's it's kind of neat you, you know you're talking about you've got shakespearean stuff and here Carissa had you know romeo and juliet and hal to be able to take all of these stories that that of flitter around all of our consciousness and and retell them or have them seep into stories that we're telling is just it's a blast and it's you know go go public domain
6: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of the things i always loved (laughs) about will's book is just i mean as like i don't have a phd but you know as i had my you know ba in creative writing and and was in an mfa program for a little bit but like i studied so much literature and um and it's funny that for a while and, and in my mfa program there were some teachers who were like hey you know like you need to be reading less pulp and more real literature and then i had other professors like say one of the best things ever to me was don't ever let anybody tell you what is or is not real literature that's for you to decide and that's for everybody to decide basically um but i love i love that that exercise of like taking these iconic pieces of literature putting them in a in a meta narrative comic book and and being able to like you know dissect it and think about it differently both both from will's point as the creator and writer and script writer and that as the audience gets to do mm-hmm. it too like thinking about these characters in different ways and what these stories mean to people in different ways i don't know that's the one of the smarter comic books i've i've read in, in my time of of doing what i do right and it's just always always loved it and then, and it, it doesn't make you feel stupid either if you're unfamiliar with the literature you know it, it's you can you still fit right in the characters are still fun yeah. there's great action and and so just like but to to balance that and with your with pacing and structure and dialogue and everything else that you got to deal with right to like effortlessly weave that or it seems effortlessly you probably like sweat and cry <laughs> and threaten to quit you know but uh but yeah I just one of my one of the coolest things about this comic is just how you bring in literature and celebrate it. And I've always dug that.
2: Thank you very much. And, and that's my fetal position corner right over there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) After, after we stop recording, you know, we asked everybody if they wanted to to stay around and just have a, a cry session, and we kind of like <laughs> the the live show is the positive, and once we're done, we done, we, we all we
6: can we can all lament the our failures. Cameras go off, shit gets real. <laughs>
5: That's why you keep it up so late. That way, like everybody's sleep deprived and not, and just all stressed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. exactly. So,
3: no, I'm super excited, and you had a great great first week um yeah if someone was able was going to get the hardcover could they get the original floppies and could somebody just get the original floppies instead of the hardcover in this
2: campaign absolutely we've got uh a print catch-up tier um and then we've got uh the hardcover we've also got just the first issue as a tier itself uh see and then if you buy um if you pledge for any of the physical tiers, you're always going to get the, the digital with that tier. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think Grant was about ready to murder me because of all of the add-ons. <laughs> uh, I've got every, every every issue, every variant. Uh, oh, wow! Even, so they're they're all there. Uh, and it's
3: See these these guys that love Microsoft uh Excel, Excel. They, they can get cocky with the add-ons. I <laughs> put like right. four in and I was like, Ooh, this feels like a lot.
0: I think I had thirty six <laughs> I think I had thirty six. Yeah, I had like thirty six. And I just wow. added two more on, so maybe it's more. Them. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I, I, see, I, I tell everybody if it's not in my add-on section it'll be available in backer. Cuz I am Oh yeah, yeah, right. backer
0: kit had a ton. <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting all
5: like 50 some covers in in the add-on section. No thank you.
6: <laughs> see if yeah, I ever I, do one of these I'm going to have three. I'm going to digital cover A, cover B, that's it. We're done. That's <laughs> all we're doing. Strategy. Uh, if, we'll do okay,
3: that. Blake, if you fun. ever do this, uh we're going to have a meeting before we're going to talk about some ways to
2: to to get you closer to that 8 to 10 that Kickstarter uh, thinks is a good idea. Exactly. 8 to 10 or 50, you know, whatever works, right? You always say like (laughs) –
3: they say eight to 10 and I've got like 17 and I've barely started. I'm like, Oh crap. What, what are we doing here? Oh, they really know.
6: do recommend like eight to 10 add-ons per campaign. Yeah,
3: you want, you want to give people um, a lot of options to um, support you in a way that <laughs> is right for them.
1: Oh. I will say my first, my first five campaigns, I did a uh, retail standard cover and then a deluxe foil printed wraparound and everyone was happy and it they were successful and it was so damn easy to fulfill oh
3: that's (laughs) nice yeah no it it, it's it all comes down to you want someone to be able to support you and get into your story for a very low dollar amount and Mm -hmm. you want them to be able to support you and get into your story for an average dollar amount and up and up and up because you Look, I have an average kickstarter pledge that I'm comfortable with. Everybody on the screen has one as well. One of us might be $5, one of us might be 15, one of us might be 50 and one of us might be 200. You want to make sure that everybody can find their average comfortable pledge on your page. Okay and and no pressure you don't want to you you don't want to make the person who's used to paying 15 dollars feel bad for not backing at 200. yeah but you certainly don't want the person who's super comfortable backing at 200 to only be able to back you at 15. Uh now that foil cover that evan talked about was probably 30 (laughs) 40 50 bucks so he gave that to the people too and and i'm not saying it's not smart to make your your first campaigns easy to fulfill but you want to you want to give people the chance to support you at a level that
2: they are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. and you also want to have a hey buy something that has this much crap in it
0: <laughs> i had someone just buy mine that was uh she spent 600 wow. so wow that's yeah amazing. i and thought I, it was i thought it was a, a an error in kickstarter i kept refreshing it like what the hell <laughs> like how is
3: it I, I that's to, like the monopoly uh banker era and your favorite uh ten dollars
2: <laughs> but yeah one of the things i wanted to do because i uh for my virgin variants i've only done 10 mm-hmm. of each cover Thank for you. for all of you know one one through four and <laughs> um i wanted to you know a really limited number of sets you can get all the variants i mean and that's mm. that's all of them yeah. <laughs> in, fa- in fact
4: yeah
2: i think once if if these go um it'll leave me with one or two copies of some of these uh variants you need to so try to keep two cuz you have two sons you really got to uh, try to keep two if you can I'll try to keep two. I'll see what I can do. And if they sell, they sell. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry, kids. Your dad your dad is, uh, you know, not great. You know, he sucks, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> and, you know, one of the cool things, I actually had a lot of fun with this. Um, a visitor's pass. I, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I've got them. Hang on. I've got them right here, actually. Uh, let's see. Where are they?
3: While you're looking, can Carissa show, uh, play her video?
2: Sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> I just think these are really, really cool. So,
3: yeah, you, know, you can see here. Well, uh, why don't you pull off your page because then you'll be. Bigger. Oh, okay.
2: Gotcha so uh sorry they got yeah. glare on them they're just little and i've got the i've got the uh the lanyards the lanyards for them and i just slap them on there slap them in the box and then you've got a
6: oh they, they come cool. with a lanyard too it's not just the badge yep, wow. yep. Mm-hmm.
2: that's nice but yeah it's uh it's lots of fun brant brant designed these of course because brant's awesome right and uh we did one. Uh, we had somebody, you know, uh, be the dreamer, which uh, was in, uh, I think, issue two. And no, we had somebody be the dreamer in one. We had somebody be a crossover division in in uh, an agent in number two. And we actually made them a, an agent badge. It had their their art from the issue of oh, them cool. on the on the badge. Super and, you know, one of badge that's Yeah, yeah cool.
4: That's great.
2: Which was I I thought a lot of fun, so yeah. No, No, I'm excited, man.
3: Congratulations, and we're all like every every project we have tonight, and and that we talked about, super cool. And but it's twelve twenty seven my time, so uh, I'm getting tired. And actually,
2: (laughs) one last thing.
3: Yeah. Um.
5: Well, like not yet, sir.
3: Not yet. He is the um, co-host. He gets he gets to veto <laughs> So go for it,
2: Rob, and you, and I. Yeah, are actually participating in uh, a bonus print. Oh, cool! So yeah, well, the print is uh, yeah. I sure well, uh, I got it on my page. I
3: can oh that. yeah, if
5: you can show
2: that, Rob. Yeah, the comics happy hour print. So, um and I know that uh, you know Rob's emailed about it. Uh, you know, you've you've emailed about it. I haven't sent one out to my to my backers yet. But why not? You've been launched for like two days. Come on, way, man. Way to go! I, man. I know. I'm a slacker. I'm a slacker. Slacker. Um, but this print, uh, you know, we have our a group of of creators that you know Kevin and 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 Rob and Clay and Charlie and you know Ryan and John and a bunch uh, of real a holes. <laughs> a bunch of real a holes. Yeah, and Brant. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Ooh, that's cool uh, yeah
5: so we got yeah so we have all of the uh the characters from our books in there with mm-hmm. a bonus character um from um another member who isn't launching currently right. or who hasn't launched
3: so and basically I, a lot of times we'll do like uh rob and i and and will and i have done a crossover print with you know, Nightwolf, Tart was on Nightwolf's shoulders. Which I thought during- it was
5: hilarious that they were, they're, they're clinking their glasses. That, that, that yeah. Was,
3: cool. <laughs> so, it, you know, at, at that campaign, if you backed both of our campaigns, you got a print. And the same with, with Crossover. But we had mm-hmm. like eight eight or nine people we knew that were launching within nine weeks of each other. Got- so we all overlapped basically in some way or the other. So we did, Mick Byers is this the superhero. <laughs> Nick,
6: fired. don't Nick tell is, him. Nick that is a superhero. Don't ever let him hear that. He'll, yeah, he'll it's run 12,
3: with it. It's twelve thirty. He's not listening now. But um, <laughs> no, Mick, he was a superhero. Ryan is a hero because he colored it. Mick yeah, is the I he, superhero. His, his
5: uh, Photoshop crash, he had to color it again.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wow. he did it twice. Okay, maybe he's a superhero. <laughs> um, so, but we knew we were all doing at the same time, and instead of you know, crowding the page with a haunting and a like father, like daughter crossover, a night wolf and a like father, like daughter and in the land <laughs> of the dragon and a crossover edition. And you, you get all of the permutations that could be, we decided, hey, let's do one print, but nobody is gonna ask anyone to back eight campaigns. <laughs> we're, we're not that um, jerky. <laughs> We're jerky, however, not that jerky.
2: However, if you do, you're gonna get a very special well, version of the we're print. Not, we're not there, we're not there, we're not there. As
4: long as you,
3: <laughs> as long as you back four of the eight, um, your golden will get you a print, and Rob is actually delivering the print. So I recommend, more than anything, backing Rob's Nightwolf campaign for a, to get a physical reward and then backing at least three more of the eight because you'll get the physical print. But as Will mandatory. said, that a little a too mandatory. early,
4: <laughs> if you do
3: all eight, we're gonna do something super cool, like maybe a metal print or a Gicle print or something super cool. Um, now, if you've missed like Father Like Daughter and Sunmaker, Maker and haunting, haunting, I really recommend you backing Tarte Crossover Division, (laughs) Nightwolf, and Camilla Unbound, because I think those are the four that are live. (laughs) Yeah, we're the ones that are still live. So, (laughs) kids, remember this. If you do a super long um, Crossover Division print, Crossover Print, I I give you a little thing. a bunch of literary
5: things crossing over. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. be one of the last campaigns, because then when people freak out to get the print, you've got to be one of the ones.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> so anyway, I'd love for you to get the print, um, but also I just love all of these, all, all these books. So yeah, you know, a lot of good books. Even if you don't yep. back tart, I want you to back at least four of these and get the print. And it's exactly. a fun, its really
5: a fun concept too. It just—it just came. Yeah. out before. I and love. By the way, Ow. this
3: is this is this is the thing. Shawnee
1: says, "Will, don't steal Kevin's thunder." <laughs> I want to know sure, how I you said it yeah or what's the do I gotta like kill somebody or what what's the what's the move here
3: I I <laughs> didn't hear the first part but no you do not have to kill someone
1: that <laughs> was the first part into the happy hour club. Oh, uh, you might have know. to kill somebody, actually. <laughs>
3: this, this, this might be a, um, you know, a Hellfire Club thing where someone has to go down. And, uh, so, yeah, if you bump me off, you can take my place. Sure. Well, I mean, honestly. Um... Basically, we have way too many straight white guys. So you're, you <laughs> probably got a really tough, tough job getting in. We really need some. Non straight guys <laughs> in there, so, so.
2: It's really good. Well, you know, and it, it kind of grew out of of the pandemic because yeah. I know I know I was struggling, and
3: I was struggling. I mightily, were,
2: yeah. yeah, We were chatting, and you know, like, why don't we just get together and we'll just, you know, shoot the shit basically and and talk, and it kind of started turning into something that we were doing, you know, pretty regularly, you know, during the pandemic, and. It, it kind of grew and has, you know, been something that really helped me it's, during the it's, pandemic.
3: It's just an informal back channel of like-minded people, and what I would mm. say is, grab an informal back channel of like-minded people, no matter who they are. It's not, mm. it's not special because if it's us, it's special because it's creators. So you know, you Ooh. and Eric could grab. Eight people that are trying to do this and create your your own happy hour. Sure. Yeah, you know, we call it happy hour just because we're idiots. But it's just yeah. it's literally just <laughs> hey, I tried this and it worked, or I tried this and it failed miserably. Um, okay. We're type put of a just thing. having a
5: bad day in life, man. It's like nice. Yeah, yeah,
2: be, you know, and, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, and we celebrate each other's wins, yeah. and we're there for when you know. We have some losses, you so know, you know it's, yeah. sharing
5: it's, it's, each other's art. That's a big thing too. We get yeah. To other stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
3: I, I really recommend everybody getting five to 15 people that are kind of on your wavelength on your, you know, like you, you've got your tribe, just sure. get them together in a way that, that, that they, you can talk to each other and be honest about your failures and, you're able to share your successes with people who aren't going to think you're being smug about it because Mm. like you need, you need to be able to say, Hey, this worked and have people that are happy for you. Yeah. When you build whatever, whatever this is, you know, and I've got like Blake's in the, the discord that I run where we kind of just share wins and losses and like, you know, are, are honest about what's working and what's not working. So, uh, i I think we could maybe give you an invite to the happy hour, but I don't <laughs> think you you need it. I think you can build your own um yeah, no, and get good. everything that, out of it because will me and Rob are goddamn
2: idiots. <laughs> 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 but we're fun idiots.
0: I think you're all fun. and
2: we're just we're just coasting on uh Cat and Phil's yeah, uh, coattails, yeah. yeah, and that guy. <laughs> I got Charlie, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, no, um, no, yeah, the crossover print's fun. Um, I don't, you know, like, I, I think kind of Blake, we were going to talking about we're going to get to your PR stuff, but yeah. I think you really talked about it. I, I want to, I'm a couple, uh, whiskeys in. I want to say I'm proud of you, man.
6: Well, thank I'm you. I'm really I, proud of you. I, I thank you. you I am. Um, I appreciate you
3: taking this situation and your building something a brick at a time and i will say that um you created a press release for me for the start campaign i could not be happier with what you you created for us you put it out to your list uh i i saw the number of people that read read it the number of people that clicked on the campaign the number of people backed super happy about it um i really proud of you because you know not everything is when you're starting something a, there's going to be a lot of work
4: mm-hmm.
3: and um a lot of a lot of work that you don't feel you like you're you're crashing on the wall you're crashing on the wall you're crashing on the wall where the first two thousand times you're hitting the wall nothing happens and all of a sudden there's a crack yeah and then a bigger crack and the wall falls and i i'm i'm just proud of you for Starting beating on that wall
6: yeah thank you it's 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 fun i i mean i never really thought that you know I, I've, I love doing this i love i love talking and i love hyping books and i love talking to creators and i never it's funny how like i kind of realized like you know a lot of this is pr and publicity and like and like oh that's actually like a lucrative business and um, and then, yeah, you know, like I said, I, 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 got in a bad place and I had to, I had to leave a job for my mental health and I luckily had a family that was real supportive of that decision. Um, and, and since doing that, you know, the, I've been able to work more on, on me and, and on some of this other stuff too, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And the, the job with invaders is off to a good start. Like they, they said the same thing. I just wrote a press release for them and it went out today for, for their new campaign. And so like I've, I've helped and edited press releases before, but like this week I wrote three press releases and they, they all went out and they all got a couple hundred readers and like, it's, I'm yeah. like, okay, like let's fucking party. And so, uh, and, and then, yeah, just like, I, I have a, I have a nice size platform and it's, it's continuously growing and, I, you know, like I would, I love the indie community. So like, yeah, let me, you know, you help me. My platform helps you. We all help each other. We get to nerd out. I'm not I don't live in a cardboard box on the side of the road, you know. Maybe hopefully yeah. hopefully one day I can start buying whiskey and omnibuses again, you know, but I don't you know, like, like I said, it's but it's I I, really I thought you were really gonna
3: say it. hopefully one day you're gonna live in that uh, cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. If that's so like, the goal, made, I'm like hey, we make for that
6: we make that box a home, baby. It's like
3: <laughs> But you know, like I got plenty of boxes.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> part of it is though, you started all of this. Blake's buzz started, what, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. And you didn't have any thought of this. You just loved it. Yeah. And that's what's so, so um, organic and real mm-hmm. about you doing this is that you didn't start it to make money. You started for love of talking about comics yeah. and you're and your you built this platform. And now you're allowing me, you're allowing Evan, to share in that platform, and we can share a little bit of revenue. And I can be very honest; it's a tiny amount of revenue from from my my end, and you don't get it till I get my Kickstarter money because I got no money to
0: give you <laughs> until I get
3: that. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be super super happy to send that to you because you build a platform just out of pure love of comics and indie comics. And um, I'm really happy to be part of the start of your journey.
6: Well, I I really do appreciate that. And I appreciate you like, you know, uh, same with Evan, like you guys guys took a risk on me. I don't like, Evan Evan was talking about working with me, you know, before I had mentioned publicly that I was talking to a publisher Uh, That got people reaching out to me, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like next, next month, I'm going to start pre campaigning for, I'm going like full, full PR on a a new Kickstarter campaign. I'm really excited about like, I'm going to be writing the Kickstarter updates. I'm going to be doing press. I'm going to be doing like promo art and stuff like, yeah. So, uh, I'm like I'm like, just don't mess it up, Blake. That's a, you're you're yeah. there. You're it's happening. Just just don't shit the bed. And I don't think I will. I really don't. Um, I'm I'm so I'm so excited. And you know, I've I people know that I know what a good book is. They know that I know what a good Kickstarter is. And I've backed enough Kickstarters. And I've had I've I've worked with enough of you via yeah. interviews and and stuff like that just to know like kind of what needs to be done um i said that to invader the other day i was like i was like you know when when, when you when that 30 days starts you know it's it's not just a 30 day campaign that's 30 days of content you got to think mm-hmm. about stuff every day you got to do stuff and you got to you got to throw out that mentality of like i see a lot of people apologize to their followers like i got another kickstarter sorry that's all we're going to be talking about no like that's your job you do that your followers follow like your friends yeah you, you support that it's not annoying you're you're making a dream come true and so like um you know i i've i know I, i've accumulated a lot of a lot of um know-how and knowledge in this industry and it's really exciting and i feel really good about taking a different step in it and also like i said like i feel like once especially once things get balanced you know once i you know realize you know what clients you know do what cuz not everybody wants me to do everything some people want me to do a couple things but like once i get comfortable like how many clients i can have what i'm what i'm doing and also what i'm doing with invader and you know like i'm still writing reviews i still want to go live and nerd out with people i still want to do blake's buzz that's I, that's not going anywhere um right this is just something this is just something new and it's you know like yeah it's i i think i've found a way to monetize my situation without without really like selling out you know it's no. and just like using what i've learned you know naturally over the years and
3: hey um, you know yeah. you know the the band the clash yeah mick jones was asked what it felt like to be a sellout when they left their original records to it. i think they went to cbs but don't don't quote me on it um they said what what does it feel like to be a sellout and he said you know i'm going to do a terrible english accent he said well we have a concert and we sold out every ticket <laughs> That's a sellout.
4: There's nothing wrong with selling out. <laughs>
3: sell out every ticket, sell out every book because that's what we're here to do. We're here to find readers, we're here to find people. That's true. But I'm tired of shit, guys. We're going to close this <laughs> up and we're going to we're going to do it with another 30-second pitch in case somebody is on Facebook and it, podcasters they've been with us and I I love you guys for staying this long but somebody might have come across this in at the last second and not seen anything. Uh, I see a full moon out my door. Rob, why don't you start (laughs) our uh, 30 second pitches on Nightwolf?
5: Right on, yeah. Uh, Nightwolf is a story about a young man who finds out that he's born a werewolf, gets thrown into a supernatural war against demons, which vampires, other werewolves. Um, If you uh, are a big fan of uh, werewolf supernatural uh, vampire stories, go to loanwolfcomics.com
3: slash Nightwolf. Nice. And uh, Evan, take us take us home on Tox.
1: Yeah, Tox, uh, post-apocalyptic comic about what it means to be human in a world that left humanity behind. Long ago, it's Children of Men meets Mad Max meets Last of Us. Uh, two issues kick kickstarting right now. Uh, we're 95% funded. You can check it out at toxcomic.com T-O-X-X comic.com
3: at Chris, I know you need like two seconds, so. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, Romeo and Juliet in Hell. Um, it's uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Supernatural and Silent Hill in the Resident Evil world with the evil dead uh, and zombie mermen going around. Um, you can find us on Kickstarter really easy by searching Worthy Chaos. We are the only thing that pops up. And do go watch the video because the ending is an animated um, Anubis uh, roaring. So it's nice. definitely worth uh, going to check that out. We um, funded in six hours, first stretch goal wow. in 24 hours. Nice. And we... You do started, everything quick. I, <laughs> we like skipped over the third, I like, I didn't even get a chance to say this is the third stretch goal. It went over it. And I was like, whoops. So um, <laughs> we're like, um, I think, uh, I don't know, 90 bucks away from the fourth stretch goal. So I didn't even think of a fifth one yet. I didn't think it would get this high. Well,
3: so I'm going to stop so. it real quick. You, you know what, if you do think of it great, but don't struggle to do a stretch goal just to do a stretch mm. goal, because that is where people have messed themselves up in the past. Yep. I have
0: so me, much merch me. for the next year. I'm good.
5: <laughs>
0: I mean, I didn't you, know, you got but, so
5: many chashkis and things. Uh, that. <laughs>
0: well, you see, this is like the best hobby I've ever had. I mean, it's like a, now it's like a career, but I mean, I started it and <laughs> I buy merch. Because I want it, and then offering it to you, it's tax deductible. So this is the greatest. (laughs) Stick it, stick it to the
3: man, Curtis. Yeah,
0: right off. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm perfectly happy with going into debt and getting all my stuff. So
3: nice, and I am going to increase the degree of difficulty. Will you and I do it every week? You do 30 seconds
2: on (laughs) tart. Ha ha ha! You didn't see that coming. Tart is a uh, time-traveling demon hunter who wakes up at the beginning of every issue, not knowing where she is geographically or in time, but knows that there's a demon there that she has to fight and take care of uh, before she can leave.
0: It kind of reminds me of Point Quantum Leap. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I, we, somebody has called it a supernatural quantum belief, and I am. Yeah, so I like super it. Cool That's awesome. that.
0: that was my favorite show. I'm, I'm gay. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm super cool with it. Crossover division is basically when a reader gets so engrossed in a work of fiction that they bring it into our reality with all of the chaos that that would create why doesn't somebody just read like um the unbearable lightness of being and we just all have sex no (laughs) they bring in war of the worlds they bring in dracula they bring in you know flying monkeys from the wizard of oz and we have a group called crossover division that is here to try to right the wrongs and send the crossover back to the book, and that is Hector and Hank, and you have a hardcover that you can back right now at the Crossover Division campaign. We did it, this this show is in the books. I wanna thank everyone who's in the comments, everyone who was on the panel, and I'm gonna to go to bed because my stupid brother decided to send somebody tomorrow at 8.30. This would be working on <laughs> my house because I told him I want him to be here on Sunday, and he said, I did it Saturday, because he's going on a cruise like an asshole. I love you all. <laughs> Good night.
4: <laughs>
6: night everybody.
3: Night everyone. Night. Night.